Hello, everybody, and welcome to That's Rich, the only podcast about all the greedy money bags that we're continually obsessed with throughout time, from Dickensian workhouse runners to dragons sitting on piles of coin to YouTubers with Teslas to spare. We will not rest till we find out exactly why they do all the unhinged things that they do. I am your host, Daniel McKeown, and my co-host, Rory Kelly, is not here. Um, this is because uh, we did record an amazing episode that you're about to hear, but we wanted to do a quick uh, minor royalties before then that we didn't quite get round to, um, and then for this, that, and the other, we didn't quite get onto it. So um, I'm sure we'll tackle just all the nuts money stuff that's been going on with Bezos's retirement and with the GameStop situation. Um, but for the most part, we're just going to focus on this one episode and get back to you uh, next time, potentially in Minnesota, potentially just in a regular episode. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce our episode. We have an amazing guest, so do stay tuned, and I'll pass over to past me, uh, who was a bit more organized uh, when they wrote this. Okay. So now we move on to our main topic, and for this week, it was my turn to bring something, and I decided to bring in uh, some special help because uh, this person really knows their shit. Uh, she is one of the funniest person in the world. I've seen her smash gigs all across this great land of ours. Um, you can check her out on TikTok at Yankee Doodle Dipshit. It is the one and only Freya Mallard. Oh, Woo! Yeah. Thank you. You remember my new handle? I know. It's it's taken me <laughs> years to. <laughs> it's a pretty like good one. It's burned into my brain. What was it? It was just Freya Mallard official before. Yeah. And then you just went. No, it was Freya Mallard official oh, business. Well. And then I started working in a school and I needed my anonymity. <laughs> but they still find oh. me, you know, they still go, I know you from TikTok. And I have to, I wear my mask a lot just so that they don't recognize me. <laughs> like the worst what? superhero. <laughs> Wearing it to hide your crimes, yeah. not to fight anything. Basically, like... yeah. Our topic this week is on Scooter Braun, famous record producer. You may recognize his ridiculous name from uh, the Taylor Swift uh, drama a couple months back. Or is that a year? Oh, God, how time flies. Um, <laughs> Years ago, now, I think. Maybe year. <laughs> um, which is actually, um, and we want to take a balanced look on that, um, which is why I have Freya here. So just to kick things off on this topic, Freya, what's your favorite Taylor Swift album? Oh, my God. Um, okay. Do you know what? I think it's maybe Red or Evermore, I'd say. Okay, okay. So Evermore over Folklore. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay. Because Folklore, I it's really great for the depression um, the depression tracks. Really great mm-hmm. to listen for a solid cry. That's important. You can almost listen the whole thing through, no skips, and you're going to be weeping. But Evermore's kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't know what it is. It's like um is it like post-depression like the sun's starting to come out yeah, again yeah. kind of where it's like it's after your big depression cry you get a little hit of adrenaline and you're like actually i think things are gonna be okay and you start tidying the room loads yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it's that that's the best rush as well when you when your room is like three quarters tidy as well you don't want to yeah. finish it once you tidy it and then you go oh it's the same yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to hit that plateau. You want to be on the on the crest. Yeah, you're still feeling a bit tingly like things could still go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're teetering on nothing like that teeter yeah. of like you can feel it coming oh. and you're just like I'm just going to feel good for as long as I can. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> don't question it. Yeah. Mm. Um I partly brought you on as well cuz I was once uh, Rory uh, accused me of being a, a Swifty. Uh, so this is kind of proving that and kind of getting deep deep into it Accused um, rightly i think i think that's been demonstrated dan what's your favorite taylor swift album oh um it's tough because i feel like evermore and folklore are like so fresh in my memory mm. i really liked lover i'm not gonna lie um was it lover was that the one that was called yeah oh god i'm really exposed <laughs> if i if i'm uncertain oh, you're a fake the, fan i knew, I knew it. it yeah no the thing is right we're courting hardship because Swift fans, famously murderous, famously yeah. could like wreck. Yeah, you feel like you can do it badly, shit. like be a fan badly. Luckily, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my best friend is the ultimate fan ever, so I can just like relax and I don't have to. Best friend at Hannah Fairweather. Um, got to plug him. <laughs> um, do you think? Oh, that you think is she'll... your best friend. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah my phone. um so yeah she like she puts in all the hard leg work of like reading the tumblr posts reading the conspiracies and stuff i like okay talks that are related to it but that's i think that's a good combo i can chill out i i I get the same feed of that from my girlfriend who will often send me like, okay, so this is about this. This song's about him. And I'm like, is it? And then she's like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, involved with being a fan of Taylor Swift, I will say. <laughs> Dan, oh, yeah. Dan's girlfriend, Eileen, who's been on the podcast, she she explains Taylor Swift beef with what I can only describe as like a professorial. Okay? <laughs> she like reclines back in her chair and braces yeah. her fingertips together and says, well, okay. <laughs> oh yeah we'll just, she like lay it all out crystal clear <laughs> exactly but we're, this is not entirely about uh taylor swift uh this is about scooter braun record producer of scooter braun projects uh which is now becoming a kind of multimedia thing he is behind some of the biggest artists in the world just to name a few we've got demi lovato ariana grande taylor swift justin timberlake asher roth Martin Garrix, Carly Rae Jepsen, Psy, The Wanted, all of these, he's been associated with them all in some capacity. Despite He's had some failures because like The Wanted you don't hear from really anymore. Yeah, I'm surprised you threw uh, The Wanted in there at the end. I, was like, I know, yeah. The just... Wanted. Haven't heard that since 2014. Nice. Oh, yeah, opposite of their name, uh, ironically. Uh, there's a little, a little bit of a witticism for you there. How, on the... how much have the wanted tanked? How are do you think? Do you think they're they're that unfamous that we could I get them on James the pod? Jordan diss them, which is a low blow. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I, I saw that. Yeah. Has anyone ever Ooh. asked to be on carpool karaoke and you just had to say no? And he was like, "We never say no. We say not right now." And they asked who, and he said the wanted, and and they were like, oh. the wanted's fans are gonna get mad at you, and he was like, I'll apologize to all eight of them. Yeah, to be fair, he's not. You see, oh, I hate I hate to agree with Corden as much as the next man, but he is right. They did get a rep for being the world's ugliest boy band, which is really like. It's maybe not. I think it was just a different time. You know, they would Frankenstein boy bands out of anyone who walked out of the woodwork on the x factor so they were like we can do that in real life as well yeah um, they had to compete you can't, you can't. in one direction like mm -hmm. at the height of yeah. their game you know at the top of their game so uh yeah i don't really like their odds do you think they're that unfamous that uh, we could get them on the pod if we asked do you think do you think we could um, just say you know come on all five six i i <laughs> God, I'd love to have all five of the ones on, just because I think that would be such a chaotic. We wouldn't be able. We don't have the techers to interview them all properly, so it would oh, just no be way. Like a free no. for all. Be an absolute shit show. Yeah. What would I'm gonna write that down? Like their big hit. I can't even remember. I'm glad you came. <laughs> was the the big the big hit? Oh, you had that to hand so well. Yeah. I'm so glad. It's someone's like, oh, 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 songs are like brief and like alluded to sex. It's like, of course, a British boy band would like the, the, the chip putting in a game is like, I'm glad you came. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm terribly glad you came. The next bit down from that would be like, thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, it's a stone's throw away from did you come yeah. right? It's like not like, did you did you? Okay, good good. I'm glad because it took yeah, a while. I'm glad. It's so glad. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm glad. For that. <laughs> well done, well done on that. Uh, uh, but yes, uh, before he became the most in demand, you know, he's he's Times Top 100 most influential list. He's 400 million dollars worth. You know, he's he's a really like. He's a big deal, but he didn't always start off that way. I tell you what, the he also is massive on grindcore internet. You know, like where it's like how you succeed and like you got to like stay focused and be genuine. They, I watched. Oh man, I watched a full complex interview where they tried to pull out like work life techers out of like what he was saying, and it was just, I was just dying. I can't stand any of that. Um, success. It was like. It's like you got to go your own path, and you know you got to like, and you can't wait for anyone else. They'll hold you back, uh, and all this sort of stuff. If it's for a guy who seemingly kind of stumbled into his fame, um, didn't he start out with he, like kind of like an events planner? Yes, he did. He um, 
so he started by just organizing parties he was just um he he like he just threw things and he fell kind of into the hip-hop scene in la around there um because um, yeah <laughs> he always stumbled in where am i i'm <laughs> Fell through a glass roof. (laughs) (laughs) Can I sign you? Oh, hi. Yeah. He he found out. I didn't know you could do this. He went to club promoters and was like, "If I just bring people, like, say, will will you pay me?" And he brought like six hundred people to a club and got paid for it. So I don't know. He he clearly talks a big game, um, because. I'm very scared of, you know, I think he was like, you know, when people stop you in the street, it's like, oh, there's a great club night. Uh, come on up. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta people go. that have that many friends. Like, do you remember in high school, there'd be one person that for some reason, even though they are year nine, they have 2000 friends on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's so, it's, I love, that is one of my favorite things. It's seeing mutual connections and it's two wildly different people. It always warms my heart. It's like, ah, oh, wow. We do still live in the same universe. That's nice. <laughs> He would do this and he brought a guy called Jason Weaver, who I think is an actor, who he played a guy called Little Michael on a show in the is the nineties. Um who then he took him to the Velvet Room Tuesday nights where he met he met Alex Gidewan, who was the biggest promoter in Atlanta. Sorry, I said LA before it was actually Atlanta. <laughs> then he from that he gets hired by Jermaine Dupree, who was a rapper and record executive for So Deaf Records. Um and that's when he drops out of college, which is also a grind uh lesson you drop out when the stuff gets hot that was another yeah yeah, yeah. that's the only advice these guys can ever give once you're already successful you probably should stop going to college drop it like it's (laughs) a college yeah (laughs) it's like do college if you need to but as soon as you get a chance to leave do do you have a meeting drop out drop drop the fuck out why can't these guys give concrete advice it fucking kills me like i would i would pay i would be so happy i would go to one of these ridiculous seminars if one of them someone was like you know, deal drugs when you're in secondary school. Do it. It's really good. It's very easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you probably won't get caught. Uh, it's good disposable income. But it's always like, yeah, like, be true to yourself. Be true. <laughs> know, your, know yourself. Know what works for you. Know I Don't... do know myself. That doesn't help. <laughs> um, he, he had direction. He actually then launched his own thing, Scooter Braun Projects, because of Lil Jon, uh, who said that So Deaf Records sort of held him back from being Lil Jon uh for 12 years and then he he told them don't wait 12 years um <laughs> i imagine that's how little john says everything he says so you know this is really like if you can't get his coffee in line i said you know this is really holding back little john, <laughs> john. 12 years little john. john needs his coffee i love you so much you make me feel fully like little john you know <laughs> um and basically now we come on to the justin bieber discovery which really yeah. made him Ooh who he is because he so he discovers him age 13 and signs him in 2008 this 13 year old kid after finding him on youtube um he cites michael jackson as an influence of why like he because he had the innocence and the voice um they've apparently been friends ever since and to his credit he paid for all his his mum's house and some other stuff before they got picked up i was like pitching him to i think usher and justin timberlake and they were just not really feeling it apparently um I think that um i think he has full like legal guardianship over justin i think his mom signed it away does he actually because his, his dad's not in the picture and his mm. i think his mom has signed away all like parental rights to scooter oh my god I, like to want that level of control over someone i think is very scary yeah i think that is sort of setting the tone of some of the the claims of manipulation that that have been leveled at scooter braun he seemingly like because you find him at 13 and he like kind of owes him his whole life Mm -hmm. so like he is like in it i will say uh when he was pitching um a guy the main reason he got pitched was uh this kid was beautiful like a woman can be beautiful and men rarely are says uh one of the executives reed uh in his new memoir sing to me he turned it on as soon as he stepped into the room um justin was simply beautiful he adds later his superpower was his face this guy was just obsessed with this pretty child and he was like he's a really pretty kid he's really he's he's seemingly meant you know like a woman is beautiful (laughs) when he said he turned it on i think he means he turned me on 
<laughs> yeah, it's he because he wasn't seeing it. But he was like, he was, he was very beautiful. He apparently mentions it several times in his memoir that Justin Bieber was very beautiful, like a woman. You know how women, you know, how men aren't beautiful. They're more handsome. You know, that's I never. That's how I think. I guess so, but you know, only in the way that like little boys aren't like very masculine because they're children. Yeah, he's not going to be rugged. He's a child. He's you know. <laughs> Thing of Braun later boasted about his manipulation skills when it came to the Canadian pop star. Telling BuzzFeed News in April 2019, Justin, when he got healthy, he was like, man, there were times that you were manipulating me that made me really upset. But now I realize that you were only doing it to help me. You were never trying to manipulate me to hurt me. You were trying to manipulate me to stop me from hurting myself, which is very spooky phrasing. Um, yeah. By the end of that sentence, it felt like manipulating wasn't a real word. You said it like, the guy said it like four times there. <laughs> Just people even know what that word means. I mean, poor guy, obviously. <laughs> like, you were doing the good manipulation, you know, not the bad manipulation. <laughs> I'll let you know if I'm doing the bad manipulation next time. Um, I would never do that. I would only manipulate you into the good manipulation if I... And I would only do the bad manipulation to, to do the good manipulation to you. Trust me. It's all fine. It's all fine. Yeah. Um... You just work that beautiful face, <laughs> you, you small child. So there was a similar thing, there were similar accusations with The Wanted, because the group revealed to the mirror that um, the newspaper, not just looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was probably obvious, right? Wow, what a dig at The Wanted. <laughs> yeah, what, because they couldn't, they couldn't get him. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get the mirror. <laughs> that... The Wanted whispered to each other. <laughs> Which is the only way we ever hear what they do. Um, the wanted spoke into a spoon. <laughs> I met the wanted on the bus the other day. And they told me all this. They still go everywhere together. If we course. keep this up, we're not getting them on. I want to get <laughs> Max George. No, 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 they'll Sykes come on. They'll come on. on. They've got nothing else. They'll come on in there and we will do these jokes at them and they'll be fucking grateful for it. We no, could... we need to stop. One of them is like seriously ill. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. No way! Oh no, I feel at the end. <laughs> oh god! Okay, well, we didn't know that. I mean, yeah. Freya knew it, and she still got her fucking digs into the wall. <laughs> no, Freya had like a little bit of like, I'll do a little ribbing, but when, you know, yeah, they, they back off, guys, come on. Once these guys really get stuck in, um, I think they better know. Yeah. But the, gr the group revealed to the mirror that they were encouraged to throw wild parties and behave as raucously as they desired, which attracted some bad press, including a relationship between Max George and Lindsay Lohan, a potentially staged romance between Nathan Sykes and Ariana Grande, and feuds with everyone from One Direction to Christina Aguilera. And um, that's from a Nikki Swift article. Feuds with everyone. From everyone, who's who, from One Direction to Christina Aguilera. From everyone all the way to everyone. <laughs> Anyone who was any, they didn't know they weren't that big, but they were fighting everyone. Feuding with everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. They sent hate mail to the Dalai Lama. They were really, they really crossed. They the were mad at their pets. Scooter, Scooter Braun said, "You got a beef, the Dalai Lama." It's a really, if you release a track and they're like, "This one's about it's hot, the Dalai it's hot. Lama," he'll respond. Not, yeah. He's petty. He loves yeah. drama. He'll respond immediately. He's, he's, mm. he's got the equipment. He's got a studio. That's really <laughs> bad for the wanted. Now they've been, they've yeah. been kind of dicked over. Um, you know mm. come on come on the pod and we'll help we'll help rehabilitate your image as a... i'm just speaking time wise yeah no 100 percent. i'm super down uh um to have them on genuinely um go but one of those cool parties mm, no they don't want to do the wild parties oh but come on oh, it used to be so much fun you said that's what i'm gonna say to them i'm gonna be really mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i heard you guys party you just want to bully the one i haven't understood the lesson of this um at all. yeah <laughs> um there was similar drama with ariana grande's initial firing as well so this was back in um i think around 2015 uh this is a scope a, a scope this is a scope from scooter braun that's a that's a quote <laughs> that's a scooter. when scooter says them dude give me that scope <laughs> run drop the scope so um with ariana i could have said a lot of stuff and in fact, my team wanted me to because they were pissed, he explained. But I said, we're not going to say a word and this is going to come back around. They were like, never take her back. But I just said, let's stay quiet and let our truth be our actions. He says a lot. Of, he talks a lot like this, <laughs> by the way. Um, he, he continued. And when shitty boyfriends leave, she starts to see the light on some stuff. And one day I got a phone call and then they basically figured it out. It's hard to know who the boyfriend was because it's uh, Ariana... Sorry, wait, say that again. 
Oh no, this is back in 2015. So it was just after Big Sean's breakup. Her and Big Sean's breakup. But she hadn't started dating Mac Miller till later. And in between, she was dating backup dancer Ricky Alvarez. So we don't know which one it is. Is that right? Yeah. Ricky is the one that is laughable if Thank You Next is anything to go by. Um, Is is that the line? Is that the line? I know you know the line. I think I remember... I yeah I, I, I... Now I so, yeah. yeah she looks back and laugh at their relationship <laughs> um kind of a drive-by on old ricky and well to be fair if you're like in between mac miller and pete davidson as far as like impactful relationships go you got you got very little um you got a hope as well yeah yeah you made it, it in oh, you know i think of all the ones who didn't I would lie. I would say, oh, that's me. Um, there was, um, he has defended her. If you remember Donut Gate with Ariana Grande. Do you no, guys remember I don't. That? It's when she licked a donut yeah. and put it back and in a shop. Um, and it was big news. It was really, yeah, it was quite fucked up. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> she was she wrong for that one. And then put it back. She was like in the shop and there were loads of donuts. And I think Ricky was like, oh, look at all these donuts. And she was like, I hate Americans, <laughs> which is like, do you know where you are right now? And then she leaned over the counter and just licked one. And then when her It's super fun. Woman walks um, free. But... This woman's allowed to do whatever she wants. What the hell? <laughs> okay. We're going to do a whole we all, episode on We that. all forgave him. <laughs> I, want, I want every episode. It was big news. When I say it, she got her shit for it, though. It was big news, I remember, at the time. Um, but Scooter thinks... Yeah. Scooter kind of tried to play it down. Uh, he said, some of the words she used in that shop were things she needed to address, and she did. But I also think, not about her, but just in general, we think a little ridiculous when it comes to donuts and <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Let's talk about some real what? stuff, he demurred. Why are we discussing that when we have real significant <laughs> issues in the world, like gun control, <laughs> and the fact that the, pre- that the presidential candidate is saying things that I find to be anti-American? These are the things we should be angry and frustrated about. Ariana Grande was anti-American <laughs> in the shop. <laughs> I love when people do this, though, when they have like someone on and it makes sense to talk about, like, hey, we've got this person on, they did this, like, obviously it makes sense to talk about, like, you have, like, some reality TV star, they want to talk about their affair or their sex tape <laughs> or something, they're like, well, talk about gun control. I'm right dying now. to talk about gun control at any point, and I never get the platform for it on my show, so I'm fine. So what I'm getting is that he's the kind of, he's the <laughs> shitty... He's America's shitty boyfriend or girlfriend, but you know, who, who, oh, babe, why don't, we, don't you know that uh, there's 200,000 gun deaths a year? I was like, but we were talking about something oh, else. Oh, yeah. He's, he's big time guilting people about not, you know, sharing infographics. That's, that's the kind of vibe. Um, but it doesn't sound like he does care about gun control that much. He's mentioned the president before, and I think that's literally the most political he's he ever gotten. That when you're dating someone, it's just like, mm, like really, I think he's bad for you. And then when you break up, with yeah, him, yeah, like, I told you so. It's Hanging pretty classless as yeah, well yeah. to like mm-hmm. say, oh, she came back. We we she got we fired her because of her ex boyfriend, or like she was acting bad because of her boyfriend. That feels a bit tacky. Yeah, I heard that when um. So when she rehired him, and then obviously mm. the Manchester bombing situation happened, terror attack. Um, she did the the Manchester. It was the I've got it. Uh, one love Manchester one, benefit, one yeah. Love, one love Manchester, but she, before that, she thought I'm never going to perform again. Like it was really significant to her, and he was like, "Now nah, you're going to significant to her," and he was like, "Now nah, you're." Yeah, to that's a really good point, actually. And he's like, aren't you going to do it for the for your fans, for charity? You're not going to perform? This guy also, so far, doesn't seem to, uh, you know, and I don't either, so I don't, you know, this isn't a criticism from me, but I don't, he doesn't seem to know anything about music. He seems, all these criticisms seem to be like, the guy you're dating was wrong. That's why I'm firing. Or, yeah. I don't understand your look, Carly Rae Jepsen. Or, you know, maybe uh, my boys from The Wanted, you should get really fucked up and just sort of see what happens. <laughs> the fact that his input is you should get fucked up. Has this guy ever help with music at all, or is he just a fucking? 
he he is a big the kind of classic music producer of like you need to wear a hat <laughs> or whatever you know what i mean like it's that kind of thing of like i don't think you should you, you need to change your look yeah. entirely because this is what yeah, the kids like a hat. Um, Do you have a hat a big hat a wide hat these <laughs> That's what Pharrell did, you know, when he came out with Happy, like, do you need a big hat? You need a big hat, Pharrell. That was tough. Um, he can do a lot. Your take is a really good one about making her go on stage. There's also when Justin Bieber came out of rehab after his whole breakdown, he then, he booked him almost instantly onto like a hundred day tour in America and then an inter and internationally as well. So seemingly there is a bit of, you know, churning out, factoring every opportunity and, 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 and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Which I think we'll see. A he more probably times. is a great businessman and a great like. It's like how Simon Cowell was, you know. He, someone would come on the X Factor stage and he would just see dollar signs and stuff, and it didn't really matter. Like someone, like loads of times, you know, someone will come on and they have a great voice, but he'd find some reason to be like, you're not that exciting because maybe they didn't have the the pop star look. He's like mm. that, you know, and it's like it's not stupid to not realize that people are gonna pick up on that. People like to after good looking people but to be fair i'm not immune from it mm -hmm. because i heard that um madison beer was supposedly discovered by justin bieber he did a tweet that was like check out this girl great yes. song she's gonna be huge but apparently that was actually scooter that tweeted that and orchestrated that and mm -hmm. stuff that yes works like songs being recorded and all this stuff and like hiring people and then I think he dropped her and then everything dropped out from the bottom of her like I think she was like 15 years old like really mm. young yeah he does just drop people when it doesn't work out that happened with Sai, and he basically would take people on give them everything but then if it didn't work they'd be like okay you're out sorry just like yeah it, it didn't it didn't work out you blew it good day sir kind of thing um, nobody's ever said good day sir to Sai. <laughs> he does have kind of a regal vibe i think i might call him your majesty if i met him by accident i would 100 your majesty surely <laughs> surely i think he'd hate that I don't no, he'd love he'd like that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I know Sai. He'd love it. Do you guys ever think about if you met certain singers, how much you just absolutely fuck up the conversation? Oh, like you just wouldn't. I think like I love the weekend, but I should never meet the weekend. I shouldn't be allowed. What would you do if you met the weekend? I would just be like, oh, hey man, you do a lot of drugs, huh? And he'd be like, "Well, oh, just it's, why, why bring that bad vibe in here? It's just like not good." I get like um, upset if I see someone out and about that I'm a fan of because I'm like, I don't know how to communicate to you that I'm a fan of you. I'm just going to annoy you. It's going to ruin like every time I see you now. I'm like every time mm. I watch you on TV or whatever. It's going to like ruin that because I'm going to remember how cringy I was. <laughs> so I think it's best to just mm -hmm. leave it. You just leave it. That's very. That's. I think there's enough joy in being like, oh, I saw that person. I saw they're a real person. I saw them out and about. That's cool. I yeah. know how cool they are. But I'll like, do. I'll keep that. To them, I don't need to like put me into their universe. That's weird. Yeah, and you don't want to be. You don't want the bad interaction. I also do that with like people I know in real life. If I see them <laughs> out and about. Yeah. It's too, I'm like, I'm going to ruin, I'm going to fuck up the day for both of us. And it'll be weird. And I don't, it, like, even close friends. Like, I, honestly, if I saw one of you yeah, guys, Dan I wouldn't do it. Do it to me all the time. I'm, I'm yelling, Dan, 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 we agreed to meet today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, with no, a close no. friend, I'm like, this is so exciting and so whimsical. Like, I need to, I think <laughs> the, the most incredible fate that we're both on the Victoria line at the same time. <laughs> But then mm -hmm. if it's someone that I'm just a mild acquaintance with, I'm like, I would rather die. I'd rather die. Yeah, because you can't keep that. If you see them, you can't tell people other than them, really. And that's kind of a 50-50 yeah, social situation. Like, oh, I saw you. Why didn't you speak to me? <laughs> I didn't want it. What? Do you know what I really hate is after I've done a gig, if there's another comic I know on the tube, because then I'm like, I'm not even the only comic on this tube. I'm so... <laughs> oh. If someone shouts, do we have a comedian? <laughs> you, you, it's not even just yeah. you. You're like... <laughs> you're the few. Yeah. <laughs> after a gig, you're living your fantasy. Like, oh my God, this is me trying to make it. I'm going to go home and eat some soup or something. Yeah. God, thinks so hard. I'm on my journey. And then you look over and see mm -hmm. from their journey. Yeah, you're like, not necessarily the protagonist. You might right be, now. you know, they might be looking at you and they're the protagonist going, oh yeah. God, you know. Yeah. comic, you know.
Yeah, I find it very difficult. I had a similar thing with I started a new job recently and three of us have podcasts. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do you ever just do you ever just want to give up on something <laughs> so far? <laughs> I would say Wait, I maybe would lie what? in your position that I would say no, I don't. No. no. I did, but until well, then they right gave, now yeah. I've officially in my head I've quit. I'm I'm quitting. I'm shutting <laughs> Just it was just no a really fun power move would be to if someone oh, I run this podcast and then get them to explain it a little bit and be like, oh, "That's my favorite podcast." <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> that would be a good. That's a good point, actually. I could hang on, pausing, pausing the the podcast. I mean, not actually, but we have to unpack that. To what end? What? What then? And then you, and then you go, <laughs> "No, I'm kidding." So, sorry, <laughs> I gave you a little. A little moment of joy and i'm taking it back or yeah. what do you keep doing it forever you you, you listen yeah. to it and you know you're just caught in a lie yeah just be like just kidding you're shouting into the void <laughs> no actually you know what's weirder is if you go like i oh i listened to it i have a lot of notes uh this is this is where <laughs> yeah. they went wrong that topic you were you hopped on that way too long um you need to, yeah, yeah. Be like you. You have a very bitty voice. Your voice very spitty. Which one of you has the deeper voice? Because they need to go. Oh, that's you. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Cut them. Are you guys friends on the podcast? I can't. You have no charisma, no energy. Not disconnected audio clips that you've cut together from people who've never met. Because I. Or just so passionately, like you are not how I thought you'd look. Oh. 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 Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, right. I think it's because the podcast is so fragile that it's so easy to just get in there and tear. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get no feedback either because no one listens, right? You know, <laughs> so yeah. you'd be a hundred percent of their uh, viewer feedback. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that we got so off topic, but um, that brings us quite neatly. On, that brings us quite neatly on. I'll just bring us down down onto. The fallout with Taylor Swift and what, how it came down with her master's recording. Okay, a master recording is a back catalogue um, of just like all your music, the license of it, what it can be used for, like ads and things. Um, so a CD, a stream on Spotify, an appearance on a movie soundtrack being released publicly. It's all, all of these are licensed by the holder of the master rights. This also means that the holder of the master has control over the financial gains from the recording as well. Uh, put simply, controlling the master rights essentially means you have control over what is done with the song or album full stop. Okay, the truth of the matter is that Braun's Ithaca Holdings, which is a, a company, an investment company that he runs, acquired Big Machine Label Group from their founder, Scott Borchetta, as part of a $300 million deal, um, which happened to include Taylor's I Masters. Say, my brother once uh, forced from... me to play World of Warcraft, and the character he made me um, make was called Ithaca. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna be Taylor Swift in World of Warcraft. I thought no, that was. I wanted to call my was... character Bernard. I gave it the biggest tips I could, and I thought, "Call it." Playing the game right. What kind of character? So I'm just picturing now, like a big, titted monster eating. Like you know how every female character in a male game has to be sexy as hell. So oh yeah, like, I don't know. Nine yeah. was like, let's shake this. Let's turn on its head. <laughs> <laughs> you don't own the world of Warcraft. I'm you guys are going to be so freaked out when you see this shit. Look at these tits, Bernard. Yeah. So there was friction between Braun and Swift from, if you'll remember, when Kanye West came out with the song "Famous," which mentions. He says, "I made Taylor Swift famous," and also there's a feature in the video there, all naked in a mm. big bed. It looks um, that was really weird. I kind of feel like, um, and it looks just like too. I don't. It was weird. I don't yeah, know if that's okay. <laughs> with that too, as yeah, well as everything else. <laughs> I love. That's my favorite thing about Kanye Kanye West is when you when you criticize him for legitimate things, the fans are always like, "But the music's still so good." You don't understand. His music was really good back in his early records and and now. And it's like, yeah, I know. I didn't forget that. I'm I know saying why he's this famous. is also like, a bad yeah. thing he shouldn't do. He made a silicone doll of like thirty. Yeah, people. it's it's. Um... <laughs> um, so that whole thing happened. So there was kind of a, a friction between the two. Um, 
But Big Machine Label Group is presenting a sort of united front um, with Jake Basden, uh, Senior Vice President Communications, uh, even telling that Scott Swift, the Taylor's dad, is a shareholder in Big Machine Records and that Basden first alerted of all the shareholders of the deal with Ithaca, Ithaca Holdings way before it became public. So the idea that she didn't know is what they were debating um, he also said in a statement on their website, out of courtesy, I personally texted Taylor at 9.06 p.m. June 29th to inform her prior to the story breaking on the morning of June 30th so she could hear it directly from me. He said, I truly doubt that she woke up to the news when everyone else did. <laughs> in this article, sorry, it says, Swift isn't happy about that sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no. Um, Glad we're getting the inside scoop. She was, no, she was no longer signed with the label. Her six-album deal with Big Machine ended with the release of 2017's Reputation, after which Swift opted to sign a new contract with the Universal Music Group. Um, the choice basically was that she would start a new... Uh, what, what she alleges is the deal she had was yeah, she'd have to work back to get her yeah, albums. Every new album so she'd release she released, an album, she'd be given... She'd gain one back, but I don't know if that means that every new one she released, then they would own. But it would take roughly a for her to regain all her music yeah and she wouldn't own it all i think it's a never-ending chain because she has to come up with a new album every time also who sets these contracts zeus i mean what's the, what's the weird <laughs> trial of to earn one album you must make it's it ithaca the big titted world of warcraft <laughs> god she should release like three um no no like six terrible albums that are called like remember Kanye West had that song like poopity scoopity <laughs> yeah 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 that were like that just six albums of poopity scoopity trash so random ambient albums um album of fart noises like eight minutes long yeah voice notes it always takes me out of it when they when Evermore came out and they were like, oh my God, we've been gifted with another surprise album. It's like, yeah, no kidding. She's got this shitty deal. <laughs> she's trying to get out. Of course she's going to like exactly. squeeze out loads of Did she not take the deal? Sorry? No way. Oh. Because then she'd always be kind of like in debt with them and in, in, in association with them. So I think she's doing her own thing. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. for her. So, um, to go back, sorry, in 2005, the Nashville record exec left DreamWorks Records to roll all the dice, as he later puts it. This is Basden, sorry, I think. or uh, uh, And start a new label, Big Machine Records, with just three artists, Jack Ingram, Daniel Peck, and Swift. Borchetta would go on to sign other big country acts, but none as world-crushingly successful as Swift turned out to be. So he knew Swift from before, and they started this new label, um, and then she left to go to the Universal Group, um, and that's why it was this big... Uh, this big kicker. Um, it's worth noting, however, that while Bolchetta's account of the deal varies in the particulars from that Swift described in her Tumblr post, his corrections don't alter what Swift says was the sticking point on the proposed deal. Uh, that she wasn't, she says she didn't want to be obligated to stay at Big Machine because she knew it was about to sell, and this deal would have required her to stay there under its new management. Yeah. Uh, that's from a Vox article explaining all of this. That was one thing about uh, researching this: is that there are so many articles going. This explained like I'm a, like I'm a child. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank you. I really needed this explained. I do need that. Yeah, give um, me a chart. Go on, come on. I need it. So that's the that's why that's that's my part of it is that he was kind of I think trying to use her success as like a reason to buy their label because otherwise it seems like he's a pretty just mainstream country uh, label. Um, but why Scooter Braun is the brunt of this is is odd. Because um, when the Swifties rose up, they rose up with a vengeance uh, where Scoot Braun had to call off death threats <laughs> that he had, he had got. He said, I came home tonight to find my wife had received a phone call threatening the safety of our children. Uh, the 38-year-old posted a screenshot of a text he'd re he received saying, why don't you just die with your children? I will buy a gun, brackets tomorrow, and then shoot you all in the head. Um, and which is not funny. I'm not laughing at that. I just like that he put it in brackets. It, tomorrow, sorry, I'll do it. Not not tonight. I, uh, I've got stuff on. Um, it's a bit late now. Tomorrow, because um, three. Does three work? Fans <laughs> are about my age, so of course they're like the generation of procrastination. <laughs> also, I love the idea of like these death threats are going to be like if it was a call as well. It's going to be like a young girl down the phone being like, "I'm so going to freaking kill you." <laughs> 
No, but you're right. It's our generation, so it won't be a call. It won't be. It'll be a text that opens. <laughs> I'm going to kill you tomorrow. Does tomorrow work? No worries. If not, exclamation mark. You know, I'll mm. find the time. Just um. So Scooter yeah. publicly asked for that to be called off, and he did. He, it was another Scooterism, which we love. He said, "We are living in a time of pointless violence, and as a husband and father, I am concerned." <laughs> You don't need to make this grandiose, man. We get it. You don't want death threats. That's not... yeah. You don't need to pull rank on us as a dad. All right, fine. I never you knew know. the weight of death threats before I became a father. But I... I didn't fear death at all. <laughs> I used to just walk into the middle um, of the road. Yeah. You, were you guys, what side were you guys on in this big drama? I remember it happening quite vividly because there was all this back and forth of celebrities on each other's side and stuff. All the people on Scooter's side, by the way, are all people that work for him, which is quite funny. Um... <laughs> I remember the first time, you know, when she was getting cancelled for the first time for the whole um, the recording mm-hmm. that Kanye released. Oh. I remember the first time when everyone was like, end Taylor Swift's career and doing all those like snakes and Snake stuff. Emoji. For the first time, like, you know, the first time you're like, oh, I think, I think this might not be good. <laughs> I think this cancelling... Actually, I don't think I it's for good. Sure, yeah. mm, this I for help. sure thought it was over for her. I was so, I think at that time as well, I was so like, it's like, yeah, it's, oh, she's never coming back. It's going to be like Iggy Azalea. She's, it's done. Um, and then she was absolutely fine. And actually had loads <laughs> yeah. of fodder for another. She was one of the first to just take the beating, right? And she just kept coming yeah. back. Mm. Like you cannot, cannot keep the girl down. Uh, that's the lesson to learn though which i think a lot of people don't realize when they've been cancelled is like if it's something legit which actually hers wasn't but you do need to yeah. just go away and you if you take go away for like a year people are so oh fickle. yeah you can come oh back yeah and everyone more... will have forgotten. but if you have a fuss i remember because she made a bigger over. fuss Shutting of it up. at the time because she did a response after there was backlash and then that made it almost worse and people were like she's nuts that's the thing about yeah. Taylor Swift I do love her I love her music also terrified of her I know she could have me killed if she really wanted to uh, she's yeah, very tall yeah no fucking <laughs> she's got you on the physical stats <laughs> to begin with right forget all forget forget Bloodless. Not in the same club. Yeah, the only top trump number that I have higher is Tumblr knowledge. That's it. And then and like so you'd have to rely on that in the if that was going down. Um recently Scooter Braun has sold Taylor Swift's uh, holdings to Shamrock Holdings. Um in a statement obtained by Billboard, the company said Taylor Swift is a transcendent artist with a timeless catalogue. We made this investment because we believe in the immense value and opportunity that comes with her work. Literally, it makes money. That's why we did it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wicked, wicked. Yeah, she's massive. You know, she's huge. We don't need you to explain why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we don't need to release a flare statement. We but I think now in negotiations that she's willing to buy it off Shamrock, just as long as Scooter is in no way related to it. And I don't know if mm. if he'll make money off of it or whatever. Yeah. It That's seems a like a personal beef. Bad. And it always, with, with a lot of his scandals, it feels to me like there's more going on behind the scenes that we can't access. Yeah, it's not really business. I mean, it's super, it sounds like he could be, it, like, because there was stuff, he was being accused of being homophobic by Todrick Hall, who later took it back in, a, in, a, in an interview. Or he, he sort of referenced it in stuff where he was like, oh, wait, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Um so it's it's weird i don't know it's he's his public image is pretty like squeaky though like there's no actual tangible dirt i was finding it hard and not that i'm a mean-spirited person but i did want to trash the man um and it seems like there's bits and pieces of i feel like there's a full story that's that's yet to break or like a yeah, guys like this survive in their ability to keep that stuff just kind mm. of at the margins and they, they like fostering the reputation of being kind of uh, ruthless and and uh, manipulative and dirty dealing, um, but as long as we don't mm-hmm. know too much, scooter's going to be fine. Scooter's going to scoot <laughs> on by. be scooting, you know. Please, I was worried just <laughs> from the name. Yeah, I mean, there's no way you'd have to be a saint. This brings us on to the Wonka scale, which is what we do at the end of every episode, is where we we rate how much we how evil the rich person was compared to how much we were sort of seduced by their world and their persona. So, uh, for... he's the, the most evil yes. Person well, he's, he's the most evil, but 
you be tricked into thinking he's sick because he's got this whole vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like he gets the biggest pass, right? He's very bad. He kills like five <laughs> kids in 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 unsafe factory conditions. But you love him because he's so you know he's wild. Okay, but who is the ultimate bad? Uh, Gene Wilder oh, or Johnny Gene Depp? Wilder. Oh, oh. Well, ultimate bad. I think it's. I think it goes to Gene. I mean, but uh, uh, Johnny Depp is bad in another way. Gene it's, Wilder it's, uh... they, with Johnny Depp, they make a point of including that none of the kids died at right at the end. You see them leaving, and they're like stretched out. And it's like you cowards, you let you let him kill those kids. Cowards, exactly. That walk. We get the little walk yeah. bullshit. Bullshit. Gene Wilder has <laughs> bodies. Plus, Gene Wilder has the boat scene, the famous mm. boat scene. I mean, you know. Yeah, we all experienced Johnny Depp's version a little bit older in life as well, whereas Gene Wilder, I remember being like, you know mm. the scene where he starts yelling? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember being like, oh my God, I feel so icky. There's actually a new, yeah, they're playing a new Wonka, aren't they, with either Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland. <laughs> no, you are joking. Why are they trying to put those stupid boys in everything? No, are they just at the top yeah, of every it's, list? It's, it's, he wouldn't be good. He's not that funny. No, no. It's so wild to me that though, like, women will just like hoover up the bare minimum of like, oh my god, he's so sexy and like, he's so like soft boy. Oh my god, he's so progressive and all these things. It's yeah. like, come on, we can do better than this. Set your sights a little higher. It was like on TikTok a while ago. Vernon <laughs> K was like, everyone's really lucky. <laughs> Because he was quite charismatic on I'm a Celeb, but I was like, guys, he's cheating. So many days, times, so in many really times. dark ways, too, like a serial cheat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, we can do better. We, we so can. I was about to say, I get it with Vernon Kay. I get it more than with Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland. I, 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 that's the most yeah. insane thing you've ever said. Sorry, you get it with Vernon Kay. I don't get it at all. He looks like a it was gonna be. I knew it was gonna be controversial. He's an animatronic man. He doesn't look like Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland is, in the purest sense, a guy. <laughs> he is just a guy. He's not even yeah. some guy. The Vernon Kay thing reminds me of when someone's dad is like slightly attractive. So everyone's like, "Your yeah. dad is yeah. so fit." Yeah, like, yeah. you got it somewhat together. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's did just you have that? Which is maybe a personal question. With your dad, did people say that, or was it, or was it just something you witnessed? I okay. did actually. I did. He picked me up from a sleepover sleep oh, once, God. and it was a big deal. He just had me an irresponsible <laughs> age. That's all. <laughs> that's always the answer. Yeah. That's always the answer. They go, uh, "Yeah, yeah, she was really young." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like twenty-two. So she's still. It's got not a lot all Gilmore girls when you have a kid yeah. young. You know, it's it's. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. Lock it in. <laughs> Everyone acts like, oh, yeah, we hang out. No, well, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm so sorry. I scale, interrupted your scale. No, no, sorry. Yeah, the the scale works. works in, there's a 10 on evil and a 10 on good. Or, like, what appeals to you about them that you, um, so. Enjoyable and chatting. It's yeah. tough with Scooter because he doesn't have any discernible character other than husband with vague opinions. Oh, make right. He's a dad. Uh, he's, a, he's a father. He's a husband and father. Even to his artists, sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't think to like the general public, he's too much of a threat because, like, he's not out there on mm -hmm. Twitter being crazy and stuff. He's not too flamboyant in his personal life. But I think what he does do is very shady and very mm. dark behind the scenes. And like, obviously, pop stars are not going to be people's most like. Mm -hmm. I feel so sorry for them, but I do feel sorry if he's the person that's holding all the cards and he's manipulating them causing them like bad i don't know if they're socialized yeah literally suffering for it and also if they're suffering for it that's no literally sad. it's it there's a tangible like personal level hardship i'm gonna say honestly it's like a two on charisma for me i think he's like just so annoying bore he wears black t-shirts and a cap and he and yeah. i googled he's him while so... we were looking he, he... <laughs> He's, so he's no phrase dad. Well, he's like the yeah. 
Well, you know when men just like take care of themselves way too much and you're like you didn't need to go that hard you didn't need to shape your eyebrows it's okay yeah yeah the guy's immaculate you could cut glass with that beard he's he's absolutely... yeah, yeah. Really that's why if, if a, yeah. a swifty came to kill him they would they would be have, have, have... he's got the weapons to fight with just with his chin <laughs> like the crimson ever, chin just like turn it around yeah. um so I, I and i think evil it's hard because we don't have anything set, but I'm going to say like a eight, I think. So, if there was like a dirty dealings category, yes, it'd be like sure. a nine. Maybe we should add that in, actually. Yeah. yeah. We don't really understand our own scale. <laughs> I think the scale yeah, we... is complicated <laughs> enough. It's so difficult. <laughs> yeah. Now moving on to the eighth part of the scale. Uh, it's like a sundial. Excellence in hand to hand combat. <laughs> I'm going to say. Uh, we're yeah. trying to make a board game out of this podcast as well as a, as a... <laughs> we're in talks we're mm. in talks with patel um i want you to be able to bot my yeah. face and, and money comes out um so you would you say he's pretty on evil for what would you say out of 10 for me just because i am a swifty i okay. have to go the whole 10 Whoa. because i yeah Fair. but just because i can't imagine anything more like frustrating than your life's work being taken away yeah. from you by your worst enemy like try and imagine that for a second you, you feel a sense of panic do you have a worst enemy at the moment is there someone no i don't even have a <laughs> <black> book <laughs> but when i do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I get it's over woe betide the man that takes it away from me because it will be a man um okay rory what is um where what, what are you saying I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say like maybe a seven or an eight. Um, I, uh, and just because, and you're not to know this fair, but you know, we have had, uh, there've been people who've committed uh, actual atrocities that we've discussed in this podcast <laughs> where I've given like lower than that. <laughs> so I, I can't be good conscience to give a 10. Please don't let me sway you. Do you not see, <laughs> no, I'm, do you not see the treatment of the wanted as an atrocity? Do you not see the, the, the <laughs> fragile mental health that's just what I wanted. Um, no, I think, yeah, I'm going to say seven or eight. We don't really know what went down. This is a world of, of shady people in general, but obviously he's yeah, a huge I don't think shit. Winners. Um, and... <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's winners in the, that, that one. Uh, but that'll do us for this episode of That's Rich. Freya, where can people find your stuff other than on your, uh, your TikTok? Can they find anything else knocking around that you want to promote? Find me on at Yankee Doodle Dipshit on TikTok. That's pretty much my most active place. I'm scared of all <laughs> the platforms, to be honest. It's Freya Mallard on it on Instagram, but my posts are pretty poor. <laughs> but don't expect much. All the more. Yeah, come, but don't expect. Follow, much. but I don't want to hear from you. Don't even comment. Don't comment. I don't read that shit. Um, thank you very much for coming on. It was um, loads of fun. At- yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. This was amazing. Yeah, we, we really appreciate you coming on. You're amazing. Um, we You can find all of our podcast yeah. stuff is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're marginally more active than Freya. Oh, but um, again, again, it's really the episode. Um, uh, thanks to Josh Wrighton for writing our theme tune. Uh, he's really great and has got some really great music. You can stream on Apple and Spotify and everywhere else. Um, and yeah, that'll basically do it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Woo! I'm glad! Woo! Woo!